I've spent the last two years learning from the best social media entrepreneurs out there and implementing the skills and ideas they have taught me in order to grow two successful social media businesses. After some time though, I realized that social media was only part of the story. As I expanded my network, I kept finding young entrepreneurs with multi-million or even billion dollar businesses that weren't doing anything on social media. Instead of building their personal brand and selling courses, these entrepreneurs were solving massive market needs by creating the next Airbnb or Uber. But the real question is, as a young entrepreneur, which of these options is best for us? Social media influencer or startup founder? That's where this podcast comes in. With a mix of interviews with people from both sides of the aisle, you can see what appeals to you and how you can take the steps to start and grow your business immediately. Join me and follow along as I sit down with some of the top social media influencers and startup founders in the world to ask the most important questions and extract the information you need without the fluff you don't. My name is Apple Kreider and welcome to Young Smart Money. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we are sitting down with Damien Berbu to talk about how he was able to grow a $50,000 per month business by the time he was 18 years old. Now, Damien is doing some really cool stuff. He is wise beyond his years, man. Talking to this guy, I forgot he was 18 so many times. I was like, dude, this guy's got to be at least 38 years old because he's just got so much wisdom and so much knowledge on scaling businesses um, when when he's when he's so young, so so he's he's still in high school too, by the way, which is just crazy to think about, man. He's going to class with these guys who who have no idea what he's working on. It's kind of crazy. He tells some stories throughout the podcast that sort of gives some clarity to that. But it, it was just really cool to sit down with Damien to to hear a bit more about what he's working on because I've talked to this dude a couple times. Um, we were connected by a mutual friend of ours, Ryan who is doing some really cool stuff himself. Um, but we got connected. Um, we're both young people doing cool stuff. And, and I love featuring young people on the show. So it was really cool to 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 share with y'all. And I'm super stoked for y'all to hear about all these amazing things Damien is doing at 18 years old. Um, his business at, at a high level is um, related to SoundCloud rappers and like helping them grow their platform. So it's super, super cool. Uh, a niche that I know absolutely nothing about, but one that he is absolutely dominating and capitalizing on in a huge, huge way. So I'm super stoked to have him on the show to share with you guys how exactly he's doing it. Okay. He breaks it down his exact business, man. There are no secrets on this podcast. Damien really just let loose. And I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I know a lot of people I have on the show are like kind of secretive about like, oh, like I'm not going to talk about this or that, but Damien's just a super open guy. He's a very genuine person and he really peeled back the curtain. So this is definitely a podcast you're going to want to take a couple notes on because he's going to give you some real tactical stuff on how exactly he's built out his funnel and how exactly he is converting people and um, generating that $50,000 per month. It's ridiculous. I'm excited for it. So let's just dive right on in and welcome Damien to Young Smart Money. Enjoy. All right, Damien, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you, Andrew? I am doing well. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. So for our listeners that uh, don't know who you are, which is, I mean, probably most of them, uh, fill us in on, on sort of what you're working on right now, because you're a young guy, you're working on some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so just fill, fill in the audience on basically what you're, what you're working on. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I'm Damien Barbu, um, and I'm the co-founder of Boost Collective, Inc. And basically, we are, we are like a music promotion and distribution company uh, for kind of beginner musicians looking to get their foot through the door. So basically, what we try and do is we want to help musicians out um, by giving them distribution uh, to Spotify, to Apple Music, and all the other major um, music outlets, um, as well as giving them promotion through SoundCloud, through Spotify, um, as well as an, a few other services, such as like uh, cover and graphics and um, mastering. Sweet. I dig it. So kind of like a one-stop shop for everybody, like aspiring artists and in the music industry. Exactly. Yeah. Sick, that's what we're sick. trying to do. So do you have a background in music yourself or like what drew you to this area? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, me and my co-founder, uh, shout out to Ronan. He's uh, the co-founder of Boost Collective. Uh, we both uh, were producers and we both used to make EDM music. Okay. And okay. Um, I ended up getting signed to two labels, never went anywhere. Um, it's, <laughs> it's really hard in the music industry to, to make it through. And kind of that experience of, of uh, making music, of trying to get on labels, trying to network in the industry. Uh, it's really hard, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's possible, right? 
So kind of like the, the education part that, um, that, that um, experience gave us helped us start this company and helped us really make a product or make an, a number of products that would help musicians. Sorry to hop in, but it's time for the Young Smart Money review of the day. All right, this one comes from Trey Tuell, who says, love the content, love the advice on viral content creation and the consistency needed to build your account. I'll definitely be back for more as I try to build my own digital brand. Well, I hope you decide to listen again, Trey, and I'm glad you're getting some valuable information for the rest of y'all. Again, if you want to be featured on the next episode, all you have to do is drop a review and rating on either Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and I will pick one to be featured on the next episode. Uh, so let's get back to the show. Um, so Damien, for our, our, our listeners that are curious, man, how old are you? I'm 18 years old. So you're 18 years old and you got signed to two labels to make music. How, how did that happen, man? Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's way back. That was, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like three years ago when uh, I was really, really into the scene. That was when EDM was really big. Yeah. Uh, when a lot of people listened to it and um, I made a few songs myself. Um, I always wanted to be the next big, big Martin Garrix, the big next DJ, right? Playing at Tomorrowland, like every other <laughs> a teenager at the time right um but yeah i i just basically made, made like a spreadsheet and scraped hundreds of record labels emails and just spammed them <laughs> saying use my saw and sign me and of course one or two are gonna reply and um yeah that's that's basically how i got signed you just have to persevere um but again nothing really led out of there you, you don't didn't really end up making any money i didn't make any money out of that so that was kind of it. Okay, but you but you are making some money now. So tell us about how much money uh, Boost Collective is bringing in right now, just to give us a ballpark of like what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're doing around fifty thousand US dollars a month in terms of uh, revenue, with uh, profit margins at around eighty five percent. And wow. again, this this fluctuates, right? So um, some some months we we do forty, some months we do sixty, but the trajectory the trajectory is upwards. So you're 18 years old, you got this business working with musicians, making like $50,000 a month between you and your co-founder. Like, how, how did this happen? I mean, clearly you were like in the music industry and you like kind of knew what was going on there, but how did you then take that knowledge and turn it into this highly profitable business at 18 years old? I mean, like sort of fill in the blanks for us there. Right. Well, it was, it's kind of a funny story actually, uh, how it all started, um, it was 2017 uh, when Bitcoin was getting really big. And <laughs> I always had this, this drive to do this kind of like side hustles, like most, most dudes at that yeah. age. And I, I really hated the idea of going to McDonald's to work to make money. And so did my co-founder. And we all always did stuff like uh, produce music, um, resell shoes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I really wanted money to invest in Bitcoin. I saw it going up. <laughs> And I was like, man, I need to ride this wave. <laughs> and um, I couldn't, I didn't want to get a job at some, at some restaurant or anything. Okay. And uh, I hit up Ronan and I was like, man, we should do something together um, that kind of takes our previous knowledge of the music industry and see what we could do. And he was like, yeah, man, well, SoundCloud promotion is a really big thing. You know, a lot of artists want to get heard on SoundCloud. We can help them get plays, get a repost. And I was like, man, all right, let's try it out. <laughs> and it was simply nothing more than a side hustle. And we, we, we would work like three, four hours a day each, um, just, just building it up, making a website. Um, the first month, that we, I think we made like 200 bucks that month. But it was the best feeling in the world. We were like, oh my gosh, we were making money online. Yeah. Um, and it just slowly grew um, until very recently. Um, so to give you kind of like a timeline, yeah. November 2017 was when we got really um, into it. Okay. That's kind of like when we first started. And um, then there was kind of like this two-year period where we would do exclusively SoundCloud promotion. And this past spring was when we got really serious and started going full-time with this. Um, it coincides with when we got our office um, at Regis. And that's just kind of when I made sure that I would kind of um, – make time out of school so I would I would take online courses I'm taking online courses right now um, I'm trying to do
do as little school as possible. Uh, Ronan <laughs> just finished high school, so he doesn't have anything uh, right now. So he can do full time. Um, and basically, since spring, everything we've been working on is just expanding, scaling, and turning something that was a side hustle into a real business. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm curious, man, when you were just getting started making like 200 bucks the first month, what did that look like? I mean, you had this idea of like, okay, I want to help people get heard on SoundCloud. So like, what did you do? Did you just start like messaging like SoundCloud rappers? Did you build the website first? Or like what were your first kind of steps? All right. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, um, it was very, very, um, kind of, kind of like basic steps. Yeah. And it was very side hustle. So <laughs> we didn't even have a website when we started out. It was nothing but um, just us. We had a big SoundCloud account uh, that we built up um, with, with our knowledge from the music industry. And we'd say, hey, hey, man, um, let me get your song heard for 15 bucks. Here's a mm. PayPal. Right? And uh, it, it was just kind of that for the first few months. And uh, the, the goal for me was to make more than my friend that was making minimum wage at, at McDonald's. <laughs> it's a good goal and to start with. Get some Bitcoin money, make some minimum wage. Exactly. And I poured it all into Bitcoin. I lost all the money, but uh, <laughs> hey, it's, what can you do? Um, and then I was like, man, we, we should actually start a site. We should open up a site for this. Um, so we, we opened up our Squarespace site that we still use to this day. Wow. Funny enough. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. And we just found this really, really good funnel uh, from uh, SoundCloud in terms of converting people from um, just kind of like leads to actually wanting to buy our stuff. And this funnel helped us get a lot of emails, which helped us get a big email list and kind of like help us compound uh, more and more orders up to the point we're at today. Dang, man, that's dope. And you guys do have a nice funnel. I was studying that a while back for one of the projects that I'm still working on. And it's a very clean system that I want to dive into. But first, I'm curious about how long did it take you to build up that initial uh, SoundCloud account that you were using to promote these artists? Was that a large time investment for you or was that kind of simple? Yeah, no, it was, it took like a, a few months to, okay. to get that built up. Yeah. Um, again, me and uh, Ronan, we have a lot of connections in the industry uh, prior to the business, right? We, we, we had a lot of connections with labels, with something called repost networks, um, which is, which is kind of this thing on SoundCloud where you, you connect with a bunch of other SoundCloud accounts that have also a big following mm -hmm. kind of, um, share songs with one another via repost and kind of grow together. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Sick, man. Okay. So let's dive into your funnel because I'm really fascinated by this and I'm, it seems like that's been one of the things that's really allowed you to scale this thing to the level that it's at today. So walk us through, through that basic funnel that you sort of bring people through and how that kind of works. Right. For sure. Uh, first thing about this funnel, it's, um, it's one of the driving things of our company, right? Yeah. Um, though, one thing that I realized um, is that if you focus too much on the funnel itself, you get a company that's dependent on this one means of, of, of getting leads, mm. which is this issue that our company was having, uh, where this, this one funnel, if it didn't work one day or it didn't work for a week, our sales would drop. And we were just obsessed with, oh my God, we got to get the sales funnel working. We got to make sure nothing, nothing ever happens. Um, so recently what we've been doing actually is... Um, uh, changing, changing our point of view from having this one sales funnel that our, our company is dependent off of, um, from instead uh, actually creating a bunch of sales funnels and hmm. a bunch of different strategies to, to, to get people into our, into our clientele. But yeah, for sure. So here's how the, the funnel works. Uh, I'm going to go in depth. So right. hang with us. Get ready. Take some be, notes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Uh, basically what happens is uh, we have a system where we do commenting on SoundCloud. Um, mm -hmm. We go on the newest songs uh, that is targeted for our audience. So we don't go after, for example, covers or remixes um, or other genres we're not interested. Uh, we go after SoundCloud rappers okay. that want to get, want to get heard on SoundCloud. Classic. And we, we just, we just drop a comment. That's like, Hey man, your song's amazing. Uh, let us get this heard. Uh, put the link in my bio. So we have a bunch of accounts. We, we automated this. And basically what happens is they get this comment and they click on the link in, in our bio for that account that commented. And that basically leads them to this, this kind of uh, funnel. Uh, Let me hop in really quick. 
about Sorry, how many comments do you think per day your system is putting out there into the world of SoundCloud rappers? I think we're doing around five, 6,000. We're doing Wow, per day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a wide and net, dang. <laughs> it's getting, the thing is, it's getting tougher. Um, and we're, we're trying to, again, change our perspective from uh, not going for this, this funnel and actually doing other things that are more sustainable. Yeah. But it's working really well. And this one, this one uh, thing that um, I, I really think about a lot is if you have a funnel that works, you have to go all in on it. You don't just like say, oh, okay, it works, uh, whatever. You go all in. So you milk that, yeah. we were doing like 100 comments a day and it was working. So we just continually ramped it up, ramped it Dang. up until, until the point it is at now. Um, so yeah, so here's how it works. Basically, um, they, they go in the, the link in the bio, mm-hmm. um, which is this landing page that says, submit your music to us for a chance to get SoundCloud promotion. Mm, and a chance to get SoundCloud promotion. Okay. SoundCloud promotion. So then they're like, okay, damn, this is, you know, I got to be good. I got to make my song stand out yeah and all we ask for is their soundcloud link and their email address and their phone number though that's optional hmm. and the phone number piece is really important and if you're if you're a startup or any other other company right now you have to start collecting phone numbers um, because text and sms is one of the biggest things right now and it's helped us convert a lot more um, people than if it would be simply through email Totally agree. And like with your demographic too, I mean, SoundCloud rappers, I mean, I would imagine they're not always checking their emails all the time. So like exactly. being able to yeah, text them has got to be big. Right. 100%. And uh, basically what would happen after that is um, after they submitted, we get their email in our funnel and uh, we have their phone number. Around 80% of people drop in their phone number as well. Really? Which is really nice. Wow. That's, that's a nice percentage. It's crazy. So people are actually really... Um, open to giving their phone numbers, especially in our demographic. So definitely something to check out uh, yeah. and try out. Uh, we're using simple texting right now as our platform of choice okay. to send out autoresponders and uh, SMS campaigns. Uh, you just have to make sure you're not being spammy. You're not uh, doing anything kind of that would be uh, immoral in the sense of like sending out you know, 50% off sales every other day. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we try and make sure that we send like something promotional out only if they specifically approve and specifically um, if, 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 they're, if they want to get that, that kind of stuff. Sure. So, what would happen after that basically is um, they would get an email or an SMS or both if they give us both of the stuff mm-hmm. uh, within 12 hours, that would say, you know, congratulations, uh, we, we approved your song. Again, it, it looks really personalized where we, it comes up from, from uh, one of our uh, guys that are called Tyrone. He's like, <laughs> hey man, your, your song's amazing. You know, we'd, we'd love to work with you. Here's a package that's 50% off. Hmm. And um, basically, it's just a link to our, our Squarespace site. It's an exclusive package that we don't offer anyone except the people that come into our funnel. Okay. And um, a lot of people convert. So, What's the price point on that initial 50% off package? Right now it's nineteen ninety nine. Okay. And this is a SoundCloud promotion package. Uh, though right now we're trying to do some upsells. Andrew, I remember we were talking before about this where you were saying we should directly upsell someone after or during the purchase. Yep. I found a way to do that with Squarespace. So oh, yeah? we're, we're doing that as well. Um, okay. And that's doing really well. So thank you for that. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Sweet. Okay. So, so they come in your funnel, they get offered this 1999 deal, which if they buy, they get a, an immediate like one click upsell. Um, what if they don't buy the 1999 right away? They get that your approved email or text. What happens if they don't buy that? Right. So a lot of people, they don't, uh, they don't convert on the first yeah. email, which makes sense because it's only 12 hours in. So exactly. We send a few follow, we send a few follow up emails that, um, we say, you know, Hey man, this is a limited time deal check it out. We don't want you to miss this, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, if, if they end up not converting, they continue to stay in our um, kind of kind of network for, for the email newsletter. Mm. So every week we continue to send them uh, kind of free content and kind of the free stuff that we, that we offer. So they remain a part of our community, though we're not trying to hard sell them. And they just check us out um, out of curiosity. 
Yeah, staying top of mind and, and making sure that Boost Collective is a name that they know and that they are familiar with whenever whenever they come across the next, yeah? Yeah, exactly. But um, I just want to let you let you know that this is kind of what brought us to this point that we're at right now for mm-hmm. this past few months. Again, this strategy is really nice or having a simple funnel um, is really nice getting from even $5,000 a month all the way up to $20,000, $30,000 a month for us anyways. Um, but to scale even further, we're trying to, again, do something that's more sustainable, uh, something that's, that's more, uh, more or less kind of, kind of like uh, easier for us to, to, to scale, I guess. Um, sure. Do you have any an example? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, instead, of, instead of taking uh, the funnel into such a, such a huge consideration for, for making revenue, uh, what we're doing is making the free content aspect of our company the top thing, the most important thing right now. Hmm. Um, pushing people on Instagram, pushing people uh, with, with uh, free uh, YouTube content and, and blog posts. And w- one of our uh, kind, of, kind of like the companies that we look up to, Semantics FM, they've got this nailed down where um, they give out as much free value and content to artists in the industry um, that everybody knows about them. It's just, you know, their name if you're a producer at least. Mm-hmm. And um, just because of all the free content they're putting out, you're bound to have checked their site at least once. Hmm. And of course, if you know, they're on top of your mind, you're going to naturally check out their um, products and you're most likely going to buy if it's something you like or you want. Sure. So like capitalizing on like SEO and when someone types in like, how to blow up on SoundCloud, like Boost Collective would pop up with an article. Is that sort of what you're going for? Yeah, but more, more or less uh, building up our, our uh, social media channels. Okay. So building up our YouTube and building up our Instagram. Our Instagram is really big right now because it, it, it's with our target demographic. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, it's, it's only at 10,000 followers right now. But, that's substantial, uh, man. I mean, that's, that's more than, than most accounts out there. <laughs> right. Right. But we're, we're trying to push that even further. Right. And, um, basically a lot of people, they, they check that out and they remain part of that community. And what, what ends up happening is you end up becoming this sort of, um, authority over these, these people that follow you Yeah, because they value what you say, they value the content you give out. Um, so whenever you're, you're going to shout out one of your products, they're going to be much more likely to want to check it out or they're most more likely going to want to convert into becoming a customer. Totally agree. Um, I'm curious, man, about like what percentage would you estimate of that 50,000 ish per month is coming from that initial, um, sale in the funnel and like how much is coming from like recurring business do you think? Right. So, um, I'd say the, the actual funnel right now is giving us around 20 or 30% of that. Okay. 50,000 a month. So it's, it's, really a lot of just recurring customers coming in. Nice. What are, what yeah. are you doing for retention? I mean, once somebody buys, like how soon until they get follow-up offers, like what are you doing to make sure they stay in your ecosystem? Right. So we have a, we have a bunch of kind of, kind of systems to make sure that people stay loyal to us. Uh, one of those things, of course, is um, we, we have now a, a number of products that we're uh, offering our customers. Mm-hmm. So it's not just SoundCloud promotion. We have the, the distribution uh, which is a full-on platform that we're we're developing right now with a few freelancers um, that will help these guys kind of like um, get people get get them up on on Spotify and stuff. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, getting a bunch of different products into our ecosystem, so that if they're already buying from us and they're looking to get mastering, why would they go anywhere else if we're offering it right there? Um, and to kind of strengthen this strengthen uh, this point what we're doing is we're um, creating this account system or we already have it created, but um, we're looking to, to further develop it. Um, basically what happens is whenever you purchase anything from our site, mm-hmm. whether it be a $5 product or anything from, from five to 100 bucks, uh, you get an account, a boost collective mm-hmm. account where um, you get your own credentials, you can log in and um, it gives you access to some exclusive content. It gives you access to um, like a hidden uh, Facebook group that we, that we have for people that only buy stuff from Boost Collective. Mm. And it's kind of like this retention thing where 
Yeah. Once you make an account, um, you get 15% off for life. You get uh, a free promotion package um, and you get access to our masterclass, partial access. And if you purchase three things, uh, what we do is we upgrade your account to tier two, which would give you 30% off and 30% uh, off any product for life. Um, as well as a number of other things. And then it goes all the way up to tier three, which is if you purchase five products, uh, you get 50% off for life um, and a bunch of other things to, to make sure these people stay loyal with us. Dang. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as far as like the account facilitation, is that all done through Squarespace or do you have some kind of like additional plugins for that? Yeah. So it's an additional plugin uh, called member dash. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's getting a bit hard with Squarespace now because we have a lot of these systems working yeah. in tandem and um, getting getting uh, to, a, to a bigger point with more audience members and kind of more products that we're trying to offer. Um, I think the next step will be to have our own native site. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah I recently invested in, in a WordPress site myself. I, I got a couple developers that I'm pretty good friends with, so... Um, could definitely connect you with some cool people if, if you were trying to do that, because yeah, right. I mean, WordPress, it, there's just so much more you can do with it. It's just so much more flexible, but like you really do need the technical skill set. So I'm like not the person to like make a WordPress site. Cause it's just right. like, right. <laughs> I look at that and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Like with Wix or Squarespace, it's like you drag it, you drop it and you're like good to go. But like, yeah, I mean, there's just so much more you can do, but yeah, it's, it's exactly. a little bit tricky. <laughs> yeah. That was one thing I wanted to tell you about, Andrew, was that um, one, of, one of the things that we really value at our company is um, how, the help of VAs and freelancers. Ooh, that's huge, man. That's huge. It helps us out so much, and we, we've kind of come up with a strategy okay. um, with, with VAs and, and freelancers to help us scale, especially because um, myself and Ronan, uh, we, we both aren't really the biggest coders around, right? We, no, we, I mean, like, you're, yeah, you're young kids, dude. Stuff, right? were, yeah. Um, so what we do is, right, the company makes revenue. We have a lot of profit, of course, because our margins are insanely high yeah. uh, with what we're doing. Um, why not hire? So we've come up with a system. And again, this, this is like very recent. So I'm kind of learning as I go as well. Um, but this past in the three months, we've completely revamped the way we, we run our company in the sense that we have around 10 VAs working us, with us uh, from overseas right now. Okay. Uh, and they completely take care of our customer service uh, spreadsheets and other kind of um, low-level kind of copy-paste tasks that are really important, right? And we really yeah. value that work. But I can't get caught up in that because then I can't um, be focusing on scaling the company even further. And then there are the freelancers and we use Upwork for our freelancers. Okay. Um, and freelancers is kind of like, I'd categorize that as the people that help us with actual coding projects, uh, development of, of new features, kind of like mm -hmm. the account system. Uh, we have this thing called loot spin, which is um, whenever somebody purchases from our site, you, you get a, a free spin from our, from our loot spin system. It's kind of like a spin the prize thing. When you purchase, mm -hmm something of $30 value, you get three free spins and you have a good chance of buying, of, of getting like a free promotion package or getting a discount or something hmm. like that. That's another one of our retention strategies, but nonetheless, we, we had help to get that coded in. Dang, man. So when did you, when did you start working with like freelancers and, and getting additional help for the projects? I'm sure it's been, it's been a while. Actually, it's been, it's been honestly just three or four months ago. Really? So, our workflow was really, I'd say, inefficient uh, <laughs> up until the last three or four months. Me and Ronan, we were doing a lot of things together. We were doing all the customer service. We were doing all of this stuff. Dang. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think it took us so long to scale. Um, we were always stuck at fluctuating between five to 20000 a month, mm -hmm. all the way up until this past summer when um, we, we started seriously focusing on expanding the company. So uh, first thing that um, we did was hire VAs mm -hmm. and those are virtual assistants from overseas um, and they're really good at taking care of tasks that maybe you or I would find really, really tedious and we'd, we'd skip, uh, especially customer service. We have um, customer service is one of like the biggest things that we value because um, a lot of companies in our 
sort of industry, they, they don't value customer service as much as we do. And um, us having a good experience and good relationship with our customers really helps drive that retention. Yep. And um, so the, the first thing was taking care of that. Um, we, we got a bunch of VAs working on that. Um, and the, the amount we pay is, I'd say, uh, around $2,000 a month. It's, okay. It's either 2000 or $2,500 US. Um, and this is for like every single team uh, of, of like five or six VAs. So uh, we're doing it through a company called Hired Support. If you're looking for VAs, they're doing really well. And uh, we've had nothing but good experiences with them. Um, and that kind of ensures that everything is done safely, everything's done ethically. Uh, it's not like I'm finding um, kind of like unlicensed VAs online mm. and paying them like 50 cents an hour. We're actually doing it through a company which ensures that uh, when our VAs get paid sufficiently and um, our, our projects are done securely and safely because it's really hard to place your trust into uh, overseas VAs by giving them passwords and all this stuff. But Absolutely. Really so I- I'm curious, does that mean that you don't have to train the VAs? Like it sounds like this company just like has VAs for doing support tasks. So you basically just hire that company and they like do everything? Oh, no. Well, we have to do a lot of training. Okay. Um, well, basically, you need to help your VAs understand your workflow. Yeah. And you need to help them understand kind of like the most common support requests. Um, so we'd come up with maybe five or six different documents, just like on a Google Sheet, and mm-hmm. um, we'd send that their way. And we, we talk to them through Skype. If they have any questions, they, they let us know. And we have kind of like a nice system in place. Dang. Okay. Seems, seems pretty streamlined to me. Did you have any struggles with like initially bringing people on board? Like what were, what were some of the big issues or like any, any struggles that you faced when you started hiring people? Uh, one of the biggest thing was, was honestly just the uh, security aspect. Sure. It was like, am I really going to want to give this sensitive data to, to VAs? And, um, once I overcame that hurdle, that was, that was fine. It's really easy. Honestly, it's, it's crucial to get that done um, because you honestly, as, as, as you're running your business, you have no idea how many tasks you could eliminate and you could delegate. It's unbelievable. And we've, we've come of, kind of come up with this kind of like three-tier uh, strategy of, of, of types of work. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, there, there are three different kinds of, of, of work that you could contribute for your company. And the lowest tier would be kind of like the menial tasks that you could ask anybody off the street and within maybe 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, he could help you out doing it. Okay. So like spreadsheet work and like. Exactly. And even the most basic customer service uh, things. If he says this, if the customer says this, you reply with this. If he does this, you reply with that. Very level, a very low level, um, easy task, but very crucial, very important to the company. So, um, we categorize as, a, as low-level tasks, and we delegate that to our VAs. Okay. And then we have the mid-level tasks, um, which, in my opinion, are tasks that are also just important, though uh, they require a little bit of critical thinking, um, and they could be delegated much more than people would usually think. Uh, these would be things like um, newsletter, newsletters, um, blog posts, copies for Facebook ads, um, kind of like these tasks that are really important for the company and that usually you as the founder would do yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you train somebody and you have somebody like working in your office, for example, he would be able to take care of that and you could, you could focus your time on the next tier. Um, and the next tier is basically 100% critical thinking, um, overlooking the company. Uh, I have this philosophy of either you're working in your business or you're working on top of your business in the mm-hmm. sense as, that you're looking at like a bird's eye view of your company. You're looking down on the company at all the operations. You see a bunch of working and moving parts and you only come in and you dive in and you, you, you work in your company when it's um, something that's really important that only you could do. Sure. Um, so kind of like examples, examples of high level tasks would be strategizing, planning your next moves forward, learning um, how to build your audience, how to scale, learning about funnels, all of this stuff. And, and, um, and then what you do is you kind of 
create actionable tasks that you would, you would tell your mid-level and low-level uh, workers um, what, what needs to be done. Uh, one of the biggest things, though, is you, you can't delegate everything, and you have to dive in to the mid- and low-level things every so often because you could get disconnected from your company. So it's really important to uh, just check in with customer service and see what people are thinking. It's really important to make sure your, your newsletters are doing fine and like the mid-level stuff is all taken care of and um, making sure everything runs smoothly. Sweet, man. I mean, that was, that was super valuable right there. I'm curious when you're approaching things from like that high level bird's eye view, how do you then determine which things are priorities and which things you want to then train in your mid and lower level people uh, in on that, that they should start implementing in the company? Like, how do you, how do you think about like, you, you've got all these decisions you can make. Do you want to tweak your funnel? Do you want to tweak your Facebook ads? Do you want to focus on this, that, or the other thing? How do you decide what gets done? Right, for sure. Well, uh, there are a few non-negotiables, non-negotiable stuff that needs to be done regardless. So this would be stuff like, um, of course, you're going to need customer service. Of course, you're going to need um, your basic spreadsheet works, your workflows. Uh, so you, you get that taken care of right off the bat. But then, of course, you're going to need to kind of plan the next step and what needs to be done. And in order to do that, you have to come up with uh, kind of like the long-term vision, the long-term goal of our company. Um, and for us, we've had a really major shift in, in this respect because before we were obsessive with making this amount of money a month, X amount of money a month. Sure. So our goal was make $100,000 a month, make $150,000 a month. Um, and the problem with that is um, if you focused too much on how much money you make a month, you end up picking tasks and projects to get done that um, tend to only benefit your company in the short term and completely disregards um, the long-term aspect of the company. Um, so basically, for example, one of the things we, we were thinking about when we were trying to push 100K months, we were just like, okay, we got to go hard on this commenting fund. We got to go hard on this. We got to go hard on that. And, um, completely disregarding important things that would keep the company sustainable, such as developing um, longer-term products that would create value in the long term, um, ensuring that customers will uh, stay within the company by developing systems and, and, and projects and products that would take a long time to develop, like three, four, five months. And you would not see the revenues be affected by these projects until you know way longer in advance. So we, we, we've transitioned away from the view of you know, we got to make X amount of money a month um, to, a, to a vision of, um, okay, how can I make a sustainable million dollar company? And changing to this view and giving us a longer time horizon of, of two years. So we have two years to complete this goal. Um, we are able to focus on the longer term aspects of the business that are really important that a lot of people overlook because they look so short term on the vision. Um, so going back to your question, sorry, I got a little bit carried off. <laughs> no worries, dude. That was straight <laughs> um, value. Basically, once you got that um, kind of overarching vision that you got for your company, and it depends, whatever company you are, uh, you come up with a vision. But it's got to be a defined, uh, you know, pretty, pretty um, specific goal. Um, then you sort of kind of can break your way down into little bits and, and, and define what needs to be done. So I'll break down, for example, a sustainable million-dollar company. All right, so first thing is sustainable, sustainability. You ask yourself, okay, how do I make a sustainable company? What, what, what aspects will make my company sustainable for the next 10 years? Let's mm -hmm. um, that will also help towards the million-dollar aspect, of course, right? So this would be building your audience, for example, um, making sure you're getting a lot of followers on Instagram, on YouTube. You're, you're building up your content. You're building up kind of like the free value aspect. You're, you're pushing awareness for your company. Um, things that are very sort of long-term investments um, that do not directly affect how much money you're going to make this month. Um, again, building projects, building this, building that. And um, that's one thing that I've had trouble with, um, knowing what's the best project to do, what's the best thing to do. Um, right now to, to push, push uh, this goal. Um, and there isn't really like a straight answer for, for, for this. Um, 
honestly, it just takes, for me, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of talking with my co-founder, and a lot of kind of learning, reading books, reading um, blog articles. Um, and it kind of comes naturally to you after you've, you've had a bit of experience and after you've um, already have, yeah, you already have the ball rolling. It's kind of more obvious what the next project is and what the next steps are. Sure. Dude, I just got to say, man, I can't believe that you're 18 years old, man. I mean, like, I'm not much older than you, man. I'm 20, but like, I don't know if I've ever spoken to an 18 year old that just has this much knowledge just like emanating from them and just knows so much about, I mean, scaling a business, man. Like, if you look around, man, how many 18 year olds are doing what you're doing right now? It's it's just ridiculous to me to, to see really any young person just doing cool stuff like this, because man, I mean, I'm sure you know that like most of your peers in like high school and just the people around you, like none of this stuff's on their radar, man. Um, right. So I, I'm curious to you, like, why, why do you think that is? I mean, you got into this to like get some Bitcoin money, but like, why do you think that most young people are like, what do you think? made you gravitate to this area so strongly when most people just don't well first of all thank you for that man i appreciate it um and i i guess one of the big things is um i don't view myself as special i don't view myself as you know i'm, I'm like a one in a million one in one hundred thousand or whatever um because i have a i have a circle of, of, of peers that are much more successful than i am and are around my age range um, one of my friends um, was able to found a, a Silicon Valley startup that raised $5 million when he was 15 years old. Wow. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have, you know, especially uh, I have my co-founder, right? And yeah. he's, he's with me on this journey, right? So we both have the same mindset. Um, and I have, you know, Ryan Scribner, of course, I talked to him a bit. Of course, he's older than us, right? But um, a little bit. I mean, he's, yeah, he's whatever, 23, 24, something like that. A bit older. Um, and kind of like having this uh, um, kind of peer network, even if it's not your closest friends, um, it kind of gives you this, this, this uh, idea that there are many more people in this world that are doing crazy things, even younger than us, right? Um, and kind of having that mindset of, of being influenced by the best people in the world, it keeps you, keeps you going. Mm. Um, and Strange. that's one of the things, right? So of course I'm still young. I'm still learning everything. I'm, I have a lot more to go. And that's why it's, it's really hard for me sometimes to completely explain a subject, explain a strategy. I'm just telling you guys what works. Yeah. Just trying my best to let you guys Speak know. from your experience. Speak from my experience. Exactly. And, um, I guess, you know, when, when I look at um, my friends, right, in high school and stuff, their mindset is completely different. Um, oh, yeah. I still go to class like an hour a day, right? So I get to see what people are thinking about. All they care about is, you know, what marks they got at school, what parties are going on, who said this, who said that. It's just kind of like this whole idea of the company or having a startup is just completely outside of their kind of like horizon, kind of this perspective. I had this funny, funny story, actually. Um, I was with a buddy of mine in math class, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had to leave early or something because I had to um, go to the office to meet up with my account or something. And I just told my friend, hey, man, I'm going to be dipping because uh, um, I got to go to the office right now. He's like, man, no, are you in trouble or something? You're going to the principal's office? <laughs> I was like, Nah, man, I got to go to the office, my office. And that's, that's my fault because I forget that these kids, you know, they're, they're not in that perspective. They don't understand. Oh, dude, right? when they hear the office, they think, yeah, they think you're going to see the principal. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting in trouble or something. <laughs> they think your parents so. are picking you up early to take you to the dentist or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, dude, that's, that's ridiculous. So It's such an interesting <laughs> dynamic when you're, when you're this young. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I still go partying. I still have fun. I still yeah, enjoy myself. I mean, you have to. You have to, right? You can't be stuck in the office all day. But interesting perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned your your circle of influence, your network. How how do you how did you meet these people around you? I mean, how'd you meet Ryan? How'd you meet this like fifteen year old startup founder that's raising millions of dollars? Like, how do you <laughs> how do you meet these cool people? Honestly, um, I, I'd say it's more luck than anything else um i'm not the best when it comes to going out of my way to meet people 
Sure. Uh, which is something I need to improve on. I need to actually kind of, kind of maybe read up on the subject and see how I can get in these, get in these networks. But I guess um, when you're more successful and you're growing a company and you're doing big things, naturally people are going to gravitate towards you. You're going to get closer with the people that have the similar, have a similar mindset. Um, so my buddy, Sarush is the one, um, he's a close friend of mine that, that did the Silicon Valley startup thing. We always knew each other from childhood, um, so but we, we weren't really that close. But he ended up going to Silicon Valley really young. He got into Y Combinator, Combinator did crazy things. It was unbelievable. And um, basically, I, I was doing my company around a year ago, year and a half ago, and I knew he did big things. So we just started talking, and naturally, we we hit it off because we both have the same mindset. We both kind of did something similar, and that's where we became close. Um, Ryan Scribner, that's a that's a funny story, actually. How I met Ryan. <laughs> um, I mean, I always watched his videos, um, just as education. Sure. I'd watch him. I'd watch Gary Vee. I'd watch all these guys, right, mm-hmm. on YouTube. And uh, I remember, on a, like a discussion post on YouTube, he said, "You know, who who can help me with Facebook ads?" And I was like, "Man, you know, I'm gonna send this guy an email. I'm gonna reply to this guy. I'm gonna see what what I can do." It just kind of came naturally. I, I didn't even like think too much about it. Yeah. And he picked me to, to work on his Facebook ads. So Dang. I helped him out with a few Facebook ads a while back. Um, ever since then, we've kind of been talking every so often, kept in touch. That's dope, man. Well, I'm extremely grateful for him for uh, putting us in contact, man. I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. I gravitate towards people who are doing cool stuff and you are definitely one of those people. So I'm glad, I'm glad we did get introduced. Now, one thing that I'm curious, man, is um, like social media. So like on the personal side, at least as far as I could see, it doesn't seem like you're really like going on your Instagram story and like Gary Vee vlogging around telling people like how to get motivated and how to like run their business more effectively, you know? Exactly. So what, what brought that decision? Because I mean, you, you see kids who aren't doing anything doing that. Um, and so you being someone who is actually doing something, why have you chosen not to spend your time um, shouting the world on social media? Well, the biggest thing is uh, I didn't realize how, how important this would be. Building up your personal brand, regardless of whatever industry you're in, it, it really does help. Um, and this is something that like, we want to do for 2020. Me and my co-founder, we actually really want to push our personal brands. Uh, we never really did because, um, I mean, we're young uh, and yeah. we, we don't really look like our target demographic, right? That's true, man. That's <laughs> so true. I mean, that's like, why Tyrone exists, right? <laughs> exactly. 100%. But um, that's why we're working so hard to build up the, the main boost collective Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's doing really well. Um, but what we're, what we're going to do for sure is try and build up our personal brands. And uh, I think this podcast might be the start of that. I'm there we go. This, so <laughs> <laughs> might be the first piece of content I put out personally. That's awesome, man. Well, I definitely, I could connect you with so many more podcast hosts. Like if you want to get on podcasts, man, you're, you're talking to the right guy. So <laughs> sure. I appreciate that. But, but yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, for you, uh, you're doing a lot of um, personal brand stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You're pushing out yourself as a personal, uh, kind, of like a, kind of like an influencer, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, how is that working out for you? See, I've, I've really stepped back lately just because I've been focusing more on like the actual business side of my business rather than just like, talking to the world, you know, because like I was doing a lot of that Instagram stuff like a year, two years ago when I wasn't really making much happen, which I feel like most people do. Like if you look at the people who are the loudest on social media, oftentimes they're like doing the least. So right now I'm just kind of too busy to, to be focusing on that. It's not my number one priority, but I mean, it's exactly. definitely something that I'll get back into. And like, I have a decent base built up between the people who listen to this podcast, the people who uh, follow me on Instagram. So I've definitely got that foundation built and it's definitely something I'm going to come back to like when it's a priority for me. But like right now, man, I'm not trying to sell anyone a course. I'm not trying to like do any of that stuff. So like, it just makes the most sense for me to invest my time back into like what's actually making me money, um, which is sure. the business. So, well, I mean, what, what, what I'm thinking of, uh, when it comes to the personal brand, yeah. I'm thinking of it as how can I use my personal brand to drive more sales for my company? So I'm 100%. trying to link it to hundred percent. Um, and because, because the people we look up to, um, Sam Maddox, FN, the, the founders, Steven and Drew, uh, we got in touch with them and um, 
they went to the, the 40 thing at, at Gary V. So they got in touch with Gary V. They did the one hour um, face-to-face thing with Gary V. And um, apparently one of the biggest thing that, that good old Vaynerchuk told them was that uh, you got to build up your personal brand and that's going to help your company out. And that's exactly what they told us. And they were able to build up 200,000 followers in three years. Something Dang. crazy like that. But it's like the biggest question I have is, mm-hmm. what am I going to be putting um, up on my personal Instagram? Because, I mean, sure, I go to school uh, <laughs> and I go to the office for like 10 hours a day. All right. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure what I can post to make it super interesting. I might have to rent a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> man. I mean, just that, like right? content that's going to appeal to, I mean, if you're trying to target SoundCloud rappers, man, just like make, make some quick videos on like the top five tips to like get your song heard by more people or like the top ways to, to do this or that, you know, it's, it's just figuring out what's going to appeal to your target people. And like, you don't have to like show them the life that you're living. Like, I mean, the behind the scenes look is, is, is cool sometimes, but like, honestly, dude, just, just, just posting stuff that's going to be of value. And I mean, I think YouTube's kind of the best place to, to do that. Honestly, it's just like make some like top five videos on like top five ways to like grow your SoundCloud account and stuff. Right. Well, yeah, I guess it's more just putting out content that appeals to your target market um, rather than being on, on your main company account, also doing it on your personal. Yeah. I guess that's the way to go. So. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm planning to do when I come back to social. Uh, one more question I got for you, man. What do your parents think of what you're doing? I'm just curious, dude, being like an 18 year old, do your parents like understand what you're doing or is it kind of just like going right over their heads? That's the funniest thing, right? They they do know that everything's going on. They do know that I'm doing well. Um, I mean, you have an office, office, so they've got to know that. <laughs> right, exactly. And um, I, I mean, I guess they're, they're really supportive of what I'm doing. So they let me let me uh, do online school. Then let me, you know, kind of lay off a little bit on, on, on getting high marks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. They, they just don't really care, honestly. They're like, <laughs> all right, cool. You're making good money. Uh, do you want to do you want to move out now? Like, no, nah, I'll, I'll stay with you guys a bit more. I don't want to spend my money on a on a new place. <laughs> that's awesome. But they still man. want me to go to university. And, oh, I was um, gonna ask you that. That's 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 a really big thing, right? Hmm. When, when you're at this age, and you're working on a company um, that's doing really well, the most obvious question is: Am I gonna waste my time and money to go to university? Is that actually gonna help? Because why should I? Hey, you know, 30, 40, 50 grand here in Canada, it's cheaper than in the U S university. Right. But, um, am I going to go get a degree, you know, work my ass off getting this degree to end up getting a $40,000, $50,000 a year entry job when I could be working on my company and (laughs) actually scaling that up. Right. So it's kind of like a big question I'm I'm thinking about. Um, but I'm probably going to end up doing is taking more of a, a simpler degree. Um, at a nearby university, getting that experience because I, I still want to get that quality experience, kind mm-hmm. of meet people, um, build up kind of kind of like a new f- group of friends, kind of that, that kind of stuff. Um, but going purely for that and not for the job prospects or anything, and always making sure that the company is a priority. Uh, one of the biggest things that I promised myself is during university, if it gets to a point where the company just is way too demanding. It needs a lot of time and I'm not able to fulfill you know, the, the need for university. I'll just drop out of university and continue my business. Because that's the most promising thing for me right now. And it's a Straight big up. risk because a lot of companies, right, um, they go out of business in three, four, five years. Like it's nothing. Like you remember those Shopify stores that would sell fidget spinners and they made like a million dollars a month selling fidget spinners. Where are for they now? Four months. Yeah. And then they're gone. Or four months. <laughs> That's real. That's real. I mean, you and I are very much on the same wavelength there. I mean, I'm graduating from college in uh, like five weeks now. Um, and okay. I did it in two and a half years. So I really like expedited the whole process. I was like, let's take an easy degree. Let's like get out of here as quickly as possible. Because yeah, I mean, I'm literally here pretty much just for the social aspect because like my, my whole like MO in life is like, I want to impact young people. I want to help young people see that they have so many more opportunities in front of them that they even realize. And in order to do that, I have to be able to effectively communicate with young people from all walks of life. I don't want to be so one dimensional that I can only talk to entrepreneurs because a lot of those people already know about the options they have in front of them. But 
I want to be right. able to reach people who don't know about that stuff yet, who are just like going through the motions of like going to high school every day and like just kind of like not, not even realizing what else is out there, not realizing they could start a $50,000 per month business doing SoundCloud promotions. So I was like, me being in school allows me to get exposure to, to so many people from so many different walks of life that, that it just makes sense for me to be here and to, to build those soft skills of being able to communicate effectively and being able to just like meet people, relate with people and like get some perspective on where people are coming from because man, I've grown up in the same sort of area my whole life. So I'm not really that knowledgeable on like what else is going on out there. So that's, that's been the biggest thing for me, man. And I think if you're going into it with that mindset, like that's, that's a winner's mindset right there in my opinion. That's really powerful. Yeah, a lot of people our age or, you know, in, in their kind of like late teens going into college and stuff, they just don't have this, this extra uh, kind of uh, idea that it's so easy to get anything started. You yeah. know, it's really easy nowadays to make one grand a month selling anything. Online. 100%, man. <laughs> and it's, it's just like capitalism in general gives us such a strong benefit to be able to, 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 break out of the social norm of, of going to university, especially with the, with the dawn of the internet. It's so easy. There are so many um, tools out there. Shopify, 10 years ago, Shopify didn't exist. You know, yeah. How were you going to do an e-commerce store? It was literally. Had to piece together all this business. stuff and like get all this stuff together. Stripe didn't exist. So you couldn't just integrate Stripe to your website. It's like, there's, there's so many tools out there, man. It's just never, it's never been easier. And I mean, people just don't, they, they don't know because no one's telling them this stuff, you know, and the people who are, yeah. are trying to sell them a $2,500 course on how to build a Shopify store, you know, so it's like, <laughs> and they're making money off of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and yeah. So, I mean, there's, there, there's just so much information that, that so many people lack. And, and I think you and I are, are in the right place of, of trying to get that information out to people and being able yeah. to relate with people from all walks of life is, is such a must for that. Well, I think Andrew, another thing is that like, um, People like in their late teens, right? When, when, when you go up to them and you say, hey man, you know, I'm doing well. I'm actually working on this company. I'm not going to school that much. They kind of think you're, you're done for. Like, yeah. they, just think, <laughs> they just think it's over. It's like, what is this guy doing? He's probably just you know, doing nothing. He's wasting his time. He just, just, just doesn't want to do school. Yeah. And they only think that school equals success and nothing else can equal success. Yeah. It's just like, all right, man. Yeah, I'm just wasting my time. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm dropping out. And they're like, all right, yeah. good, good for you. <laughs> man i mean that's just that's there, there's so much stigma around around school and i think that bubble's just got to pop pretty quick here because i mean with like student debt and everything it, it, it's just a mess i mean i don't know how it's like in canada but i know in the u.s man we got some issues so <laughs> you guys have big problems here it's more affordable problems. but <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. definitely have some big problems man well i, I just want to say damien i'm super grateful for you and your time and, and you choosing to hop on the show um I've learned a ton from this conversation. I'm sure the listeners will as well. So man, I'm so grateful for you for that. Where can they go to find out more about you, Boost Collective, um, and everything that you're working on that we talked about? Right, for sure. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram. Um, my personal is Damien Barbu. Uh, that's D-A-M-I-A-N-B-A-R-B-U. Um, I mean, I have like no followers right now, but <laughs> we're trying to build that up now, personal brands. One step at a time, yeah. One step at a time. and. Um, you can also find me at Boost Collective. Um, that's our company. We're posting a lot of uh, stuff related to rap music, to the rap culture. If you're into any of that, you're going to like the page, regardless if you're an artist. Sick, man. I'll, I'll be sure to link up all those in the show notes for the listeners. Make it super easy, super simple. Uh, man, do you have any last uh, parting thoughts, words of wisdom, anything you want to leave the listeners with today before we head out? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I guess the biggest thing is... Um, even if you're starting early, you know, when, when you're young and you're, you're trying to build things up, you not, might not know like the actual uh, way to say, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to build it up? How am I going to, what are the actual strategies? What's like the legitimate thing? Um, but you're going to get that knowledge just by trying things out, by putting a lot of effort in. And um, even if you're not really able to explain clearly kind of like the, the, the ways the company works, if you find a way that works and you're able to scale it and, and, and uh, you're able to kind of push on regardless of how old you are, you're able to succeed. So you just got to have that perseverance. Damn. Damien, this was a powerful conversation, man. I'm extremely grateful for you and uh, you choosing to hop on the show, man. And uh, all the best going forward on, on all the projects you're working on, dude. 
Thanks, Andrew, for having me. Yeah, you too. We keep in touch. Well, y'all, that is a wrap. That's another episode of Young Smart Money in the Books. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I got two quick asks of you really quick. The first of which is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the absolute world to me. We're closing in on 200 reviews right now. Um, I read each and every one of those. And if you uh, screenshot it, tag me in your Instagram story, I will be sure to repost that as well. The second thing that I wanna ask you is if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, okay, learning how I was able to take Young Smart Money from the ground up, turn it into a top 100 business podcast in a few short months, I put together this free training that I'm, I'm giving away to people, basically teaching you the secrets to podcasting, the stuff that other people aren't really talking about. Like you can find videos online of like the best podcasting setup or like the best podcasting gear, but no one's really talking about how to land big guests, how to network with influencers, how to actually monetize your show. So I want to put together a free training uh, for that. If you guys are interested, the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, you can go to applecriter.com slash podcast. That's applecriter.com slash podcast and check out that absolutely free training that I put together for y'all to uh, get yourself educated in the world of podcasting because that's something that I'm really passionate about so I want to teach others but guys that's gonna wrap it up for the show don't want to waste too much of your time I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day wherever it leads you and I'm glad you chose to spend this last hour here on Young Smart Money